time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gore and More podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser, and joining me is your Dark Lord of Knowledge, Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? And Big Johnny D. What's up, Gorehounds? And the Killing Machine himself, Bobby Amone. What's up, you fucks? So today is June 22nd, 2020, and we got a banger of a show for you today. But first, it's time for your slice Big Johnny D, what'd you do? Well, let's see. I took Friday off from work, and I worked way fucking harder than I would have ever had at work. Uh, and me and my old man became lumberjacks and took down a fucking huge-ass tree in my yard. Nice. To unshade my pool. So now my pool has direct sunlight all the time. Unshave uh, or un- unshade? Unshade. Oh, okay. But, I mean, if I had a hairy pool, then I have a whole different fucking issue, dude. You know what I mean? A whole another issue. That's an issue I've never heard yeah. of. Uh, let's see. On the downside, I unfortunately had to flip back to third shift as of the last night uh, because anybody, I don't know. Easiest way to explain it is corporate has certain hoops set up, and I just kind of have to jump. And so, unfortunately, I have to go to an off shift in order to get back to first shift, but to where I actually originally was. So, hopefully, best case scenario, I'm on it for a week, and then by next Monday, I'm right back to first shift where I fucking was. No, best case, Ontario to you, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that. <laughs> but uh, nope, other than that, just uh, relax and play a little games this week. Uh, rock some Sea of Thieves with a bunch of friends, and uh, yeah, man, just been. Re- enjoying life watching this movie two and a half times because i wanted to yeah. start to watch it again today or not two and a half i'm sorry one and a half i started watching it again today but my because i like i said i was on third shift i was fucking getting tired so i was like all right i gotta go to bed <laughs> um but this was my first watch by the way it was awesome. right on same so chad how have you been my brother i am well uh my wife and kids were on vacation with my in-laws and they came back so that happened nice <laughs> uh, and you you guys saw my father's day present uh from from them it was that nice little yes. Mason portrait that was uh, awesome who was, dude and th- they have a video of him doing it, and it's really cool because he's just sitting there and he's just spray painting and he'll spin it around he'll spray paint this and he'll spin it around and spray paint that and the, my son's sitting there hey daddy what do you think he's painting I'm like i don't fucking know and they sit there, he starts spray, spray painting, and then he gets this uh, piece of cardboard out, and he sprays the chevrons. I'm like, oh, it's got to be Jason. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I mean, that was really cool. My, my father-in-law has a video of him doing it. It's really awesome. And it turns out the guy is actually a friend of a co-worker of mine. Really? Yeah. Huh. Small world. Yeah. Small world. Uh, you know what? Uh, uh, speaking of which, if you don't mind me. No. Happy belated Father's Day, gentlemen. Yes, and happy Thank belated you. Father's Day to you, you as too. well. Well, you're all fathers here except me. Actually, or, or, as like, or another way of putting it is happy motherfuckers day yeah, yeah. <laughs> mother lovers day oh, Brody Kane double ganger kanger banger welcome to the show what's up Brody what's up buddy 
But yeah, I mean, they came back and my wife brought me some crab meat. So I got some crab cakes and stuff made up. Ooh. Yeah, some nice Maryland crab cakes. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, aside from work, just, you know, kicking back, playing some PlayStation. And oh, you guys will get this. Remember, I was talking about getting my original Xbox up and running. Yes. OK, so I ordered the new controllers that I got two for 15 on das eBay. Duke. All right. They got here Friday, but I was working too late and didn't get a chance to get them until Saturday. So Saturday, I break them out and go to hook them up. And the controller cables are three and a half feet long. Oh, <laughs> that is why they're two for So back to eBay to order extension cables. How much are extension cables? Have you found them yet? Oh, it was like seven bucks for two. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. So what does it make you like six foot or is it making you like nine? It'll be about nine because they're six, nice. six or six and a half feet. So yeah. Nice. So I should be able to reach the kids. Three foot fucking. No, right. What the fuck so is close that? to the goddamn TV just to play. Remember there, out there, I'm just going to interject any of the listeners watching right now. If you want a call in on the show, yes. leave a message in the comment section and I will call you or shoot me a message on Facebook Messenger. Uh, you can find me on Facebook.com slash Lejos with Lemost. Continue on, boys. All right. So also, while my wife and kids were away, I got a chance to watch some movies I uh, didn't get a chance to watch before, like the Child's Play remake. Mm. Yeah. How'd you like very, that? One? I loved it, man. Mm-hmm. It was a very excellent movie. Yes. It was just different enough to keep you interested. If it was a straight up re- possessed doll. Yeah. Been there. You know, there. I was kind of wondering if I, I'm glad they took the approach they did as well. Like, yeah. Modern reboot. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people enough. hate on the look of it but i'm like no nah, man i didn't i don't know i didn't think it looked bad at all no no it made it look different so you know it's that chucky you know what i mean and i, and I oh, like she it's the leviathan monster quick run leviathan's gonna eat them jesus save me, save me now oh shit it's the leviathan monster quick run jesus leviathan's gonna eat them save me robocop save me now there's something oh, wrong shit. with you brody no there's not there's absolutely nothing wrong with that man and we love oh, that is we'll give him up. a call as part of our slice of life for that one that is that, that is great. that is the best one yet oh, i don't know man I still think I like the possession one, dude. Like, that was. Oh man, we need to make like a legit collage of this shit, dude. One day. Yes. Uh, so where are we? Uh, we're going on to Bobby. How was okay. uh, how was your week, buddy? It was good. It was a lot of work last week, but um, I was with my girlfriend all weekend, and we uh, TGL appreciate this. We took a little ride to Blairstown. You know that little town where they shot Friday the Thirteenth Part One. I took Bobby on a date there once. That's Ooh. cute. It was beautiful. And next thing you know, I had him drunk in my house, sleeping on my couch. <laughs> he choked me. It was it was beautiful. <laughs> it was a wonderful day. I'll never leave my mind. But so we went as long as it was consensual. <laughs> God damn it. No, boy. it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Watch I yourself. Just, I, I I up <laughs> so me and my girlfriend, we went up there Saturday for a little while. And then yesterday, Father's Day, I was at her house celebrating with her family. So normal weekend and such and i have my um my horror dolls coming this week of jason and michael finally so i'll have some new stuff to show you guys on next monday other than that not too much going on other than cosplay work but i can't show that just yet so we'll see what happens hopefully by the end of this week tj give me something good 
Well, as I say every week, guys, I did podcasts here, there, and everywhere else. But more importantly, in Rabbit Hole, I had the director of Dave Made a Maze on, Bill Watterson, and of course, his production designer, Jeff White. He's currently working for the Chiodos Brothers and their stop motion, stop motion animation department. Wow. Nice. We guys know them. Nice. Uh, Killer Clowns Matter Face uh, of fame there. But uh, it was really cool, very humbling experience because whenever uh, he was on, I thanked him for coming on, but he. Turned around, pulled a fast one, thanked me for coming on the show because he was a big fan of Rabbit Hole before coming on. Nice. Huge, hugely fucking humbling experience. And more importantly, I said it all along, it's not about how many people listen to your podcast, it's about who listens to your podcast. Prime example. And I just want to say, two million. Uh, <laughs> on track. So, <laughs> I gotta gloat sometimes, boys. Gotta gloat. Anyway, I did do some pre-production on comics and kaijus, which is an upcoming podcast from the Do Back Discussion Network, hosted by Matthew Sterling, Quarter J, Quarter Jew, and our very own Weeaboo, Cameron Miller. <laughs> yes, uh, he will actually appreciate me calling him that. He gets off on it. Ooh. So they will do a weekly show, live show, hopefully, if they can handle the stress. Don't really know. Uh, but about... Pretty much anything. This this show was pretty much made for Chad at this point. Uh, Chad was like, I want a show that's actually about comics and not about comic book movies because some of these fake comic fans out there only talk about the fucking movies and don't know where it came from. So kind of makes you not a real fan, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Okay, so unlike other shows, we're actually going to feature real comic talk, real to- uh, review. We are going to sprinkle in some movies but we're going to do an alternating schedule there so one week we'll we will do rodan and on the flip side we'll review spawn one week we'll yeah, review dude. captain america winter soldier and then the other week uh we do like a and like the same episode we do a star wars comic like it will vary and it could be anything and everything because the you may think that comics and kaijus is a niche podcast but when you really think about it, that fucking thing's broader than my ex-wife's. So I'm not even going to go there. So, <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel here, TJ. Yes. I'm, so, okay, I'm going to reshirt myself. <laughs> that was too funny. Uh, where was I? Bring Brother yourself back. back. Yeah, rewind there. What was I talking about? Podcast kaijus. here, podcast there, comics oh, and kaijus. Comics and kaijus, yes, yes, yes. So also, I did the Father's Day extravaganza. My daughter got me a Chris Jericho shirt, the goat. And then yes. there is a little piece of art there behind Chad. Now you can see in frame. Look at that. It's almost like it's planned. Uh, that is old school versus new school. And it is fucking sweet. And pretty name pretty much everyone on there. If you take a gander at that. Yeah, that's a chud. Yes, it is definitely Chud. It's <laughs> awesome. Cannibalistic. Love that. Uh, and then I also got a new watch, which I'm not wearing right now because it died, but I got one of those Michael Kors watch, but it's a smart watch that goes to my iPhone. And the cool wow. thing is, is it doesn't buzz every fucking five minutes, but I can still look at my notifications. So oh, it's nice. an actually practical watch. And whenever it's not being used, it's still always displaying a time, but the backlight's not on. It just, the, the time's lit up. So it's like a normal watch. Go figure a practical use of something that looks stylish. It might have cost way too much, but justified in my mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't worry. Anyway, about it. I did Treat play a little. Self. I did play. Uh, what, what game was I playing today? Oh, I went on my Toy Soldiers game. I want to bitch real quick here because it'll be some, quite some time before I talk about video games again. Uh, there's support for 
The third party DLC for things like He-Man and Masters of the Universe stopped. The license agreement stopped Mm -hmm. as well. The DLC got pulled. The problem with that is, is that all the saves I had on that game was based with that DLC. You can't even use the DLC you already paid for. It's no longer on the marketplace. So the yeah, saves got that shouldn't removed. Matter. That shouldn't yeah, matter. Yeah, but that shouldn't oh, matter if you already bought it. No. I understand that. But because it got pulled, it removed my save as well because it had that licensed stuff on it. I looked it up. My save oh. data is the same. But whenever you go to click on it in the game, it said that it is no longer available. That's stupid. That's, yeah. That is really so stupid. something's going on with Toy Soldiers game. I love that game. I've always played that game. And the fact that I could play as the, the Motu characters, the G.I. Joe characters, and then uh, even the Rainbow? fucking Rainbow. Yeah. Yep. What's it called? Rainbow Bright. Yeah, this fucking sweet shit made the game so much cooler than what it was. And, it, you know, it, you kind of limited with the World War One type of aesthetic that it had going on there. Said so that made the game. So that kind of upset me. Man Eater's done, by the way. It's now at uh, 100% completion. Nice. Uh, so now it's just Grand Theft Auto with a shark for my kid to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's about it. Uh, also, the Friday the 13th Vengeance Blu-ray DVD Indiegogo has launched. Head on over to Indiegogo uh, and search Friday the 13th Vengeance. Pick up a Blu-ray DVD or a VHS, all designed by my beautiful and talented husband, Corey Kaufman. Go pick those up today <laughs> while supplies last uh shout out to all the fans commenting here i'm gonna give brody a call uh jerry how do you say that name uh john gary gary how do you say the last name gary joya joya what's up my dude keep up the good shit guys thanks uh dan stockwell hello and now i'm gonna give my dkb a call call that bastard up let's go is he is he is he bobby did you get the show notes yet no, they still haven't come through. What the fuck, dude? Checking your My computer is fine. Bobby, uh, check uh, check your all mail. You got to click all mail. You don't use your drive? I don't even use my Gmail. No. Yo, what's up? Throaty came, my doppelganger came, my What's up? Not much, man. How you been? Pretty good. So, Leviathan? Leviathan, Thoughts. right. Just let me grab more notes. Right, yeah. Where to begin, mate? Right, now. So I've broken it down into negatives and positives about the film. So don't hate on me if uh, you get offended by some of these. But the story is basically the thing in Alien Underwater. Did any mm-hmm. of you get that vibe? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, hardcore, dude. So to me, it's pretty. Well, it's not very original, but. The cinematography wasn't anything special. It's pretty stock standard, to be honest. Um, the ending, I thought it was completely rushed, to which then ruined the film for me. I, I, that's just how I felt towards that. Um, also, I was hoping a longer showdown with the creature at the end. That was that was kind of rushed, I felt. But they got a fucking helicopter there. Why didn't they just jump in that and start shooting at it or do something? <laughs> um Honestly, um, the characters, I just didn't have any emotion towards them. Just, uh, but um, the positives, bloody uh, six-pack. Even though he's a uh, huge douche, I, I like his humour. And the mutation scene, which made up, uh, uh, made the film more enjoy- enjoyable for me. Um, it had, it had a, a uh, potential with a stellar cast too. 
and they and they potentially carried the uh, carry the film enough for me to watch it all. Um, also, I com- I completely thought that this was going to be a different film, as in like the team would come across a huge creature at the bottom of the ocean, not to have the crew like mutate into something from a Carpenter film. That's Deep Star Six. I, it, 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 caught, it caught me off guard, and um, isn't that Deep Star I will, Six? I will get. Mm-hmm. I've not seen that. Oh, oh it is. that's yeah. coming up, isn't it? It is. Yes, that's yeah. coming up. Sure. That's also on Prime. Oh, I saw shit. that shit too. <laughs> but some of the effects, the effects like that, I, I like the effects of like the mutated um, body, the body horror thing. I'm not. I fucking hate body horror. I think it's gross, but I just thought it looked really good in this film. But oh, a quick question. Was the huge monster at the end of um at the end of the film was that both six pack and Bridget? It was all of them. That was all, it, it was, was all everybody that was absorbed from the, the doctor. Everyone. Yeah. So yeah, six pack and Bridget then. Yeah. Uh, Chad and I had this talk pre-show. So the beginning of the film is alien with alien sprinkled throughout, and then it's the thing. Yeah, underwater. Yes, underwater. Yeah. Well, with a blue filter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I just wanted to see Robocop in there just start taking fucking like how cool would that be Robocop taking out fucking Cronenberg slash Carpenter I think we Robocop. need it to happen at this point oh, right. Right. I, I, if, that, if not we need memes boys <laughs> we're calling Absolutely. upon the meme lords make it happen Cap'n okay any last words Brody yeah, um, I'm going to give it a 2.8. Oh, hot take. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my two cents for today. Hope you enjoyed the snap there, boys. Oh, that was, that was, that was, that was fantastic. Hilarious. Yeah, buddy. Thank you. It's always appreciated, Brody Kane. Thank you for calling in, and we'll catch you on next week. So easy, brother. Take it easy, boys. Yep. See you, See you later, yeah. Brody. See ya. Okay, guys, that was your doppelganger kanga bang up by Rhodey Conan from Victoria, Australia. So moving on with the show, this week's is 1989's Leviathan, as previously mentioned, directed by George P. Costamatos, written by David Peoples, right? Yes. Yep. Jeff yeah. Stewart, produced by Luigi de Laurentiis, Charles Gordon, starring Robocop as Stephen Beck, Richard Crenna which is the bad guy from Rambo mm-hmm. as Dr. Yes. Glenn Thompson. Amanda Pays as Elizabeth Willie Williams. What else is she from? Uh, she was in the original Flash series. Okay. Uh, actually, she was also in the remake playing the same character. Okay. What's Half of version? the Wet Bandits as Justin Jones. It, oh, no, no as Six it, Pack. It's Dana uh, Stern oh, yeah, as Marv yeah. all the time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just Marv. Justin Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to. I'm sorry. Wow. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Michael Carmine. What was he in? Anything? Uh, Scarface. Uh, oh, it's so Lisa. dark. Here you go. Kyle Becker. Kyle uh, Becker. Bridget Bowman. Hector Elizondo as GP Cobb. Meg Foster as Miss Martin. Eugene Levinsky as Russian Captain. <laughs> Tom Woodruff Jr. as Lead Creature. Mm-hmm. Tom Woodruff, also known for Alien. Okay. Alien. Okay, music by Jerry Goldsmith. Heard that name before. Cinematography by Alex Thompson. Edited by John Burnett and Roberto Silvi. 
distributed by MGM, released March 17th, 1989, runtime of 103 midgets, budget 25 million, grossed 15.7 million. Boo hoo for you. Yeah, not Shat. a good take. Let's mm. roll that beautiful bean footage, motherfucker. Watch, I'm going to do it fast today. Bing! Woo! Got it! Oh! tampered with nature's most basic laws. It went terribly wrong. It was buried five miles down. Now, a crew of undersea miners is about to stumble upon this terrifying secret. Shack to seven, what's going on out there, Williams? My God, are you picking this up? Look at that. Leviathan. Currently with the Russian fleet in the Baltic Sea. Currently it's rusted junk and we're looking at it. Fucking Russian. 20 minutes. Right. Do something quick. Random generic enemy of the 80s. Yep. You have no proof. I'm ordering you to start an emergency medical evacuation. Made Dolph Lundgren's career. It's already killed one man. Whatever got six pack and Bowman, it's still here. I feel something. Somebody's alive in here. What's going on? Six pack. Six pack, answer. Don't touch anything! What are you trying to tell us, It absorbs the intelligence of its victims. Thank goodness you're still alive. When are you coming? I say we protect ourselves. Quick cut. Oh! Leviathan. That was a wonderful trailer. It was. It was very well done. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so moving on to the plot rundown. If I, I'm on a roll today, so if I'd like to read that. Okay, so hired by Martin Meg Foster and the head of her eyes and the right. head of a major corporation, a crew including geologist Steve Beck. Peter Weller descends to the ocean's depths for a mining project. When the undersea explorers find a sunken ship and investigate, they inadvertently bring a malevolent life force on board their vessel. The creature kills some crew members and causes them to mutate, resulting in a battle for survival against an unknown force far below the surface of the ocean. Yes. Discussion. Well, I'm going to start this. Just right there, the fact that it causes them to mutate. I mean, Brody said it when he called us. This movie totally gives off the thing vibes. Like, mm -hmm. right off the bat, it's it's just underwater, but the difference is it's not imitating you. It's turning into something totally fucked up looking, which is pretty wicked looking when it fully comes out at the end. So I love the look of that creature. And it was totally different, like a fish hybrid kind of shit i love that but there were definitely some points in this movie where i was like either a this is a cutting error or an editing because it a lot of quickness from scenes to scenes that are not fully explained like and how was, did we get here and it was a, and it was a bit of a slow burn too to get where they were going yeah yeah which i didn't mind it did pick up but it, it i think there could have been a little bit more explanation there was a too much nonchalant explanation as yeah i'm telling you this but basically you already know it's fair yeah 
So pretty much I I dubbed this Alien Light. Like the whole scenery, everything looks just like Alien. This is a uh, well-made on Arnold Palmer of the thing in Alien. Lightly yes. shaken. Uh, right. Actually, my first... Well, note, the blue filter. My first note here is this film wanted to be Alien so bad, they even had a facehugger scene. Right? Yeah. Not only that, but it's just like... I don't know. It, the whole ending scene, everything with the whole destruction of it, I'm just trying to like blow it up to kill yeah, the creature. Like, that's literally it. Yeah. Like, what? Like... You know what that reminds me of? You, Alien. No, did any of you guys see the movie? They called it <laughs> Cruel Jaws, Jaws 5, that ripoff of Jaws, terrible in the 80s. No, I know. Did we it. talk about this last episode? I don't think so. No. no. But if you go look up that movie, watch the ending, it's literally that with a different monster. See, here's what I'm going to kind of disagree with Brody on the ending because, listen, man, I've never really seen an ending where. Peter Weller just walks up and literally duffs a woman in the face and then just keeps walking, dude. Because that brought it all right back for me, dude. Like, and his line right before that when he chucked the grenade. Say ah, motherfucker. <laughs> that line was the most emotion he showed throughout the whole movie. Right? Yeah. He literally was he literally was Robocop in the whole fucking film. I'm like, dude, that was the coolest thing he done since shot a guy in the dick. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Speaking of which, quick sidebar on MK11 Aftermath, dude. Now they got Robocop on there. I've been waiting to see if they have a dick shot move. They do. Well, they do. <laughs> what you got to do is you got to keep hitting the uh, low shot if you have the low pistol shot. And just like an MK11, if you keep hitting one spot momentarily, it'll kind of do like an x ray break. And that does the fucking nut shot, dude. Like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> well, there you Anyways. go. Yeah. Back to Leviathan. Yes. Oh man. This is like I said, this is my first time view. I don't know about for you, gentlemen. Same, uh, same for me. I, Which I, Robocop I, film did it have uh the foreman dad as a drug dealer? That was the first one. one. Yeah, first one. Okay, the now it's going. Yeah. <laughs> I, was stuck I, I love the part where they arrested him and he just goes up to the, the sergeant's desk, spits blood on it, and says, Just give me my fucking phone call. <laughs> that is a great That's everybody who's had a bad day. That is a bad day right there. It's like, <laughs> Okay, getting back to this. I mean, yes, yes, Robocarp was a far better movie, but we're not, <laughs> we're not talking about that right now. God damn it. You know what, though? Brody also was right that. If this didn't have the cast that it did, you would have everybody would have chimed out like thirty minutes in. Yeah, I feel like the, Daniel Stern kept you kept you roped in. He did. I loved and listen, man. Daniel Stern was great in the eighties, man. Scary Dad and fucking uh, Little Monsters, like yeah, Chud. His character him. in this film was the best. He is the uncle I wish I had. <laughs> See, I, I feel of, like he's literally I, Marv. I kind of felt that he was just TJ underwater. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that fits. You're right. Uh, uh, dude, when he walks into the room in his underwear. That's the, right? He grabs his fucking porn mags. <laughs> no, no he makes somebody get off the chair that his porn mags are in. <laughs> Even uh, better. And then he goes back to his room and he looks up at the poster. Sit on my face, baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> that is... That's, I cannot watch Home Alone the same ever again. Does he sit on his hands? 
Go back what? and watch that scene. He, I think he like puts his hands underneath of his body. He, he can't shit. really see his hands. Does he? I thought he. I thought he put his hands behind. Oh, his does he do that? Okay, I thought he did this. I thought he put it behind him for whatever fucking reason. I don't He's know. Giving himself a fucking little reach around, like that's where the sea spider was. It was that's right. It was under yeah. Pillow. Yep. Yep. Okay. Ah, oh, that was great. Okay, where are we? Uh, well, we were just discussing on the movie. By the way, I, speaking of Sea Spider, and I actually saw this movie in a theater when it first came out. Really? Because I remember there's this uh, magazine that came out back then called Starlog, which was a partner of uh, Fangoria, but it was their yeah. sci-fi magazine. Uh, and they, they covered it extensively. I'm like, I really want to see this. So I got to see it. And the scene with Sea Spider we're crawling across the floor, even as I was like 12 years old watching that, like, that is the worst effect shot I've ever seen. <laughs> you can literally see it being pulled along the rail under the floor. Fair enough. Uh, that's awesome. How did, do you remember how you felt when you walked out of this as a kid, though? Like after the whole movie, oh, did you cool. like it? It was. I liked it, but it wasn't as good as I was expecting it to be. It wasn't Alien, like yeah. what it wanted to be, right? Right. right. Yeah, it, it was decent. I mean, I enjoyed it, but uh, looking back on it now. Like, I don't feel like it holds up as well as I thought it did. But right. it's kind of interesting. Like, it introduced things like we didn't, I didn't. It's like fucking email. They were using email. And like, yes, thank you. Cause I was, I'm just like, wait, dude, he's legitimately writing. What year was this again? 87? 89. 89. 89. So it was filmed in 88, written in 87. Okay. But yeah, dude. You know awesome. what I will commend this film on? Set design. For the most part, set design, uh, costume design. I also uh, how well written the characters are. But then again, that also can be attested to the all star cast, as mentioned by the DKB. So correct. This film, again, as mentioned by the DKB, it's either decent or it's trash fueled by the fucking cast. Uh it's watchable. It's enjoyable. Now, the giant kaiju fucking weird fucking thing at the end that looks like Godzilla should fight it or like John Carpenter rejected it from the thing, whatever the fucking thing is. Uh, that's cool and all. Now that that was always my biggest complaint was you don't really get a clear but shot But if we could cut it. out the first 25 minutes of the film and just have the scene where the face hugger fucking spider thing comes on him, cut to the fucking point, get the action in, get the ball rolling. And like Chad said, it's a slow burn. I will, I will agree with him. And then also I will mix that with Bobby's editing, poorly at uh, poor editing choices. So if you mix that together, poor editing choices, poor writing, the slow burn aspect kills it because people are going to be more tended to turn it off mm -hmm. before any of the cool shit happens. And by the cool shit that happens is just a retread fucking step-by-step -step of alien and like Chad and I said about the fucking uh, flamethrower bit, like, dude, right? Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Now, granted, those everybody got a flamethrower in this one. Everybody got fucking weapons. Yeah, and it, uh, I will give them this. This was four times as powerful than Ripley's because I had four spouts. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see? I love how easy they can throw them around, though, because I that was all I could think of. I was like, what the hell is it actually made out of? Yeah, because it's got to be just like cardboard and foam. Because those motherfuckers that. Shh, Theoretically, if that was actually a real weapon, that thing would probably be, I would say, a good like 30 to 40 pounds. I wonder if they're like super strong from living so deep underwater, though. 
Maybe because it's so decompressed, it just feels like five yeah. Because they're just throwing that shit around oh, like science. a fucking no. <laughs> like, shit up. It's like, oh, that is so not how this works. But I, I love the scene. I love that scene when Ernie Hudson runs away when the uh, Jesus is getting attacked. Oh, they're oh, like, I need to mention something. okay. So speaking of Ernie Hudson, the scene where he's in the room with six pack. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's scary. That's yeah. Scary. Oh, that's when he's fun. like talking to him and he's, he's talking to him, and then the fucking bed sheet moves. Yeah, that's scary. To this day, that's scary. And he and thinks this, this will be one of the films where I think for the first time, at ninety episodes, we can say this was scary. Yeah, because that scene legit made me like feel eerie. And I will say you were just waiting for something else to happen, and then you're just like, oh, yep. The bed sheet moving is for some reason triggered an effect in me. So I will ha- I will just say that, that it ha- it I have to mention that like that's fucking insane. All right, yeah, that's fair. I like it. Finally, boss. Yeah. Go uh, going back to when he was running away from De Jesus, and he's like, "Oh man, he's getting attacked." Yes. Instead <laughs> of just running all back to like see what's, I love how they like take ten extra minutes to be like, "Let's yep. arm up." Yep. <laughs> and they got the fucking like they got to do the Let's whole like zoom in fucking situation. Let's overkill this bitch from the get go. Right. exactly i love yes. it dude i love i love the chainsaw things that they have yes. where the actual motor is bigger than the blade yeah i will say that the reason all these things look weird is because they are underwater tools underwater right. torches okay but the one the one, the one thing she picks up was literally just hedge clippers this is true that can be extremely used well. Hedge clippers. I thought she had a drill. No, the one thing she picked up, it was just was a set of hedge clippers. clippers. Facts. Fact. Oh, because I remember her. I just remember the drill that she was carrying out, which was like a fucking f- dude. That was like longer than the drill on uh, Sleep Party Massacre 2 there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. fuck, dude. I love that film. Oh, man. I so we- <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you said she was on The Flash, right? Yeah, the original version. Dude, at first, I honestly thought when she first stopped on screen, she was the chick from Weird Science. And I feel like she's uh, kind of like a B version of her. Uh, kind of. Are oh. we talking about Amanda? Yeah. Okay. Let me check. Willie. It's not the same girl. It's not. Uh, no, no, it's not now. Because uh, that's. Oh, what the hell is her? I can't even think of her fucking name. Oh, crap. I can. But I'm glad you mentioned The Flash because now that's what I recognize her from because I couldn't think about it. Yeah, she's in the Flash season. Which remember, I remember as a kid, always for some reason thinking that was Bruce Campbell, like it threw over my head. So I was just like, (laughs) also was on the new Flash for five episodes. Yes, I said that. Uh, Playing playing the same character she played in the original version. Fucking okay. Uh, Oh, because they brought in Old Barry and shit like that from the. uh I lost. I I felt so bad on the Flash, dude. So what? Technically, she's also in the Flash films because some episodes were edited into the Flash films. The Flash films. Yeah, the Flash nineteen ninety, the Flash two, Revenge of the Trickster nineteen. Oh, those are just episodes oh. placed together. That those don't count. Oh, okay. Revenge of the Trickster, hell yeah, dude. Mark Hamill, love it. <laughs> is that who the Trickster is? Yeah. yeah, hell yeah, dude. He also plays the Trickster in the new version of the Flash. Yes, he does. Oh, he was often in that too. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, what's the other lady? Uh, Bridget. 
She's in Jeepers, Jeepers Creepers three. I never seen, I haven't seen shit. I, I won't. I won't support those movies. Can't. I can't believe they're making a fucking fourth one. I'll Wait, no. Who's the girl with the eyes? Who's the girl with the eyes? Oh, the <laughs> boss. The boss lady. That's Meg Foster. Dude, she oh, has killer blue eyes, man. Yeah, she's in Jeepers Creepers three. She's also Evil Lynn in the Masters of the Universe movie. You're right. Oh, yeah, dude, that's a '80s as fuck. She's movie been right there, dude. Holy shit! Man, I haven't watched Masters of the Universe in so long. <laughs> that is one of my guilty pleasures. It is. A that's good. all right. That's a great that fucking cheeseball movie, dude. The voice of Mother Mayhem in Teen Titans. Huh. Ooh. So she's been all over the place. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. No, she was in They Live. Huh? She was in They Live. Yeah. Which we will be reviewing in November Ooh. for election day. Oh, uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Or as I like to call it, the Orange Awakening. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Uh... Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> so fucked. Anyway, guys. So, Johnny D. No, we need some notes from Chad, yeah. man. Oh, yep. Okay. Okay. First off, the movie is set in the year 2027. Yeah. I, is I, it I, really? I yeah. Yes, it was. Oh, yeah, it was 27 he, on the date. Yeah, when he does the uh, the, I, the weather. That's another okay. thing. That's another thing they had was like weather apps. True. They kind of predicted that. I mean, email was the thing back then when it came out. It was just mostly for intercompany, you know, intro web. Yes. Which was invented by uh, Al Gore. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Man Bear Pig. Man Bear Pig. Uh, in designing the creature of the film, Stan Winston and George P. Cosmatos went through a mini library of marine life pictures and medical reference books. They were inspired by the physiology of the natural world and came up with the idea of combining human body parts and elements of deep sea marine life into an unnatural creature never seen on film before. Too bad you don't get a good look at the fucking thing. Is that how we got the forearm pussy? <laughs> mm. <laughs> that, that really was, wasn't it, dude? That was, that's uh, exactly what that was. Yes. That was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> there are very few scenes in the film that were actually shot underwater as production went for the dry for wet look, and most of the scenes mm. inside the shack taking place on sound stages and a tank measuring 130 by 270 feet. Mm. Like I said, shooting underwater is insanely expensive. Mm-hmm. But, right. And I'm pretty sure the only one that's actually been shot underwater for the most part was the Abyss. James Cameron. Is Deep Star 6 scored by Harry Manfredini? Yes. Okay, continue. And who's the director on that one? Steve Miner. Wrong. No. no. You're wrong. Is it Sean? It is. I know. <laughs> Boy, it's a disappointment in that side. (laughs) I felt that all the way up in here in New York. I don't like that man. (laughs) We know this. We don't have to like the man. We're reviewing the movies. Yes. Totally different. I just can't believe that I I, I found that that myself to be in that position in my life where I met a person who's like that, and I just can't stand the bastard. I can't fucking stand him. When he came to our booth that day. What is that? Fuck you. You know what that is. 
Uh, not only does the film have a similar theme to Deep Star 6, which was released the same year, but the plots are also almost identical. The science team comes across an unknown organism in extreme depth. It hunts them one by one and finally follows the few survivors up to the surface. Yes, it is. Talk about but, and I would also like to add on, I actually think that Deep Star 6 is a more enjoyable movie. Agreed. Never seen it, so I'll let you know when we review it. Again, Chad picked this theme, and then we're able to do this. I like it, though. Yeah. Great thing. Nice break up from my old slashers and your modern take. And Oh, man, I can't, I can't wait till we get to the cream of the crop. Yeah. Or, as Randy Savage would say, the cream of the, the crop raises to the top. <laughs> That's still the best interview ever. It is. <laughs> uh, according to the sleeve notes on the DVD, a dry for wet lighting test by Alex Thompson used an old army tank for the wreck of the Leviathan, and some makeshift diving suits were made using padded football suits and helmets from the movie 2010. Ah. The final suits in the film were designed by Steve Berg and built by Stan Winston's crew. All hail Winston. Rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> Chicken feathers were used at one point of shooting the underwater sequences to suggest things were floating around in the water. Ah! But ah! Bobby, but it didn't yeah, work. Talking it, about this. <laughs> it didn't work because the feathers floated side to side instead of up and down. Ah. But still, who ever had that job? Please tell me they got paid a good amount of money. To Somebody's off train. Chuck it something. <laughs> like go, go. Okay, cut. They could have just thrown confetti, and, and just then like it's half speed, so it's looking like it's floating with the, the actors, and like, just and just filmed it in reverse. Yeah, that way it looked like it was floating. Ah, <laughs> see, I should I... see, Chad. <laughs> After Winston and director George P. Well, oh, fucking Cosmonos. I don't know. <laughs> Selected a final creature design. The SWS team began to conceive the creature in three dimensions. First as a small scale design maquette, then as a full scale sculpt. Oh. Uh, it was a really beautiful sculpture, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the unique creature would be brought to life on screen by the SWS crew and super former Tom Woodruff Jr. inside the creature suit, which we kind of guessed because he was in the fucking credits. Back. Nice. I wonder who did it. <laughs> Right. Scenes that cannot be filmed dry for wet at the sound stages were shot either in big water tanks or at sea in Malta. Oh, uh, who who did Predator? The director? Who, no, who was oh. in Predator? Like, who was the Predator? Who who did the... Who was oh, the his name is Kevin Peter Hall. Peter Hall. Kevin Peter Hall oh, I have a question for you, Chad. Uh, mm -hmm. so we'll do a sidebar here. Is the Jean-Claude Van Damme Predator rumor thing true? Okay. Yeah, and he was originally he was originally hired to show to be the predator, but uh, there was some kind of mistranslation, and he thought he was going to be on the screen more or something. I oh okay, but yes, he was originally cast as the predator. Yeah, he was the bug type was predator. He yep. thought he was going to be able to showcase his martial arts that was it. as that was it. the predator, and uh, then stuck in a red suit, which looked like shit to begin with yeah it did well that wasn't meant to be like the final that was yeah. basically just for like the the stage yeah where it would have been digitally removed and so you finally saw the real like thing. Jar banks yes and we are actually getting a version of that predator in the NECA figures alpha is it alpha alpha they do have them in the uh predator game as well i believe alpha because they released the figure in the dlc concurrently Oh, oh nice. so the figure's out now. Yes. Oh shit. 
Yeah, uh, pre-orders just released publicly. Did, are they doing a Dutch figure that they did the Dutch DLC as well? That I do not know. Again, that, that would is all be amazing thing with Arnold. Right. So wait, they do do the T eight hundred one, correct? So why couldn't no. they just use the T eight hundred one and put it on an existing Dutch one like they have for right. the line? I just love the I just love the old Dutch design, dude, with the gray beard and shit like that. Again, yeah. they could because use that for the right for old man Terminator as well. But keep oh, in yeah. mind that, keep in mind that uh, Predator is owned by Fox, which is now owned by Disney, and Terminator is owned by a different company. So you're dealing with different uh, contracts all the time. Mm. It can't happen because it's Disney now. Ellen Disney owns all. He wants the money. Continuing. Thank you. Um, let's see, where was I? Uh, Hector Elizondo and Lisa Albacher have both appeared in the Beverly Hills, Hills Cop movies together. Yes, they have. Dun, dun. See, it was bothering me throughout the whole movie where I saw her from, and then I looked it up. I'm like, oh, okay. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, where the fuck do I know her from? Mm-hmm. Banana and a tailpipe. <laughs> offer the banana and the tailpipe. So they did fifty to sixty spec drawings of the potential look for the creature. Uh, all the drawings, all the drawings were then combined for the final definitive look for Leviathan, which was a huge fish-headed beast with dagger-like teeth and the ability to absorb recognizable characteristics from its victims. Sounds familiar. So it's kind of like an amalgamation of all their design ideas. Hmm. And also, I I did like. Like that, you could still see their faces. Yeah, on the creature, that was pretty cool. Kind of like Freddy's chest with the souls. Yes. Yeah. Near the beginning of the movie, when uh, De Jesus's oxygen is about to run out, the captain tries to do something with the computer on board. Uh, between 3D animations and strange interferences on monitor, we see look so Pixar's logo with the ball, like in the first ever short film made by Pixar. So the Pixar mascot. Huh, really? Huh? That's awesome. I found this in a couple different sources. And finally, the experience was an adventure and a joy for Stan Winston and his monster making team. Not only did they get to live in Rome for four months during filming, they even got to learn scuba diving, a recreational activity many of them continue to pursue until this day. And they also got to work with a director who is unusually generous with inviting their input. In addition to producing the creature effects, uh, he trusted Winston to direct direct the second unit action sequences. Awesome. So Stan Winston kind of uh, cut his directing teeth on this before he did Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead? Nice. That was before this. It was, wasn't it? No. When was Pumpkinhead? 88. I, I know. Trust me. So they probably would have been filmed right around the same time then. Bingo. Possibly or one before the other. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, like, probably- like Mick said, like Mick said, release time doesn't mean shit because productions pause all the time. Well, yeah, Pumpkinhead sat on the shelf for two years before it finally saw the release. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because it went through a bunch of name changes, too. Yes. Uh the other what what's the other more popular name that they were going to go by? Vengeance the Demon. There we go. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that title. Vengeance. Yeah. 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 Demon. Say pumpkin. Oh, yeah, that's two. Notes. Huh? That's it. Okay. So right. John. Yo. What's the questions you stud? Hmm. Why didn't we get more Daniel Stern? 
<laughs> I wanted more Daniel Stern, damn it. Because the film couldn't handle much more of him. Just one I of guess. these times, I want to see the douche end up being the hero of the movie. Right? That'd be awesome. Like it's, and not even like a turning event. Like he's still a douche at the end, either way. <laughs> like, like like dumb luck. He just happens to like be clumsy enough to survive. Well, I guess right. that almost that almost kind of happened in Cabin Fever. Yeah, this is yeah. True. You're right. Okay, Cabin Fever isn't the example then. But he did get shot and killed at the end. But so that's how you kind of expect a character like that. He'd be like laugh and then like laughing so hard that he kind of like wanders out into a freeway type shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Well, why was he? I feel like I'm making, I already kind of know the answer, but why was he lying about uh, that the second person never, uh, or, you know, that there was another body involved in it, let alone another suicide. He only kept saying there was the one death. To the corporate lady there. Cover up. Makes things yeah. seem not as bad as they actually were. So they're trying Could to get be. out of there. They weren't too concerned about the, the amount of people that were dying. They were more concerned about getting out of there so they didn't die after the point that they considered that to be a, a containment thing, which is why they quarantined in the first place. Exactly. Um, so other than that, I got nothing else unless you guys want to have any questions. I'm surprised your question wasn't about the uh the flamethrowers underwater. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I just figured it was just like, yo, man, we're making aliens light here, so we gotta have everything. If you want to do that, then you wanna argue why they needed flamethrowers in space for dead space. There's no oxygen. <laughs> Uh, fuckers well, burn I mean, I don't know. I guess I could argue the that vacuum I, of the face. You would light it and it would go. Yeah, but not in the ship where there's an where they have an oxygen. Why would um, you light a fucking thing inside the ship? Is the pressurization underwater different than the pressurization with no gravity in space? I don't know, bro. Yeah, that was like probably. it was like it is. It was the year like twenty five, fifty five. I don't know. Light shit. A match in space, or is it okay to light a match underwater? Um, watch Event Horizon. Okay, there we go. Where he talks about uh, seeing flames in, in zero gravity. It's like water. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Oh, man, that's, that is a movie we should cover at some point. Yes, that and Pandorum. Both are Dude, like, I like Pandorum a lot. Space. Yeah, we should do like a, a space theme thing. Yeah, I like that. Yes. Couple that with Jason X and we can finish it off. <laughs> Save the best for so last. And, so and you know, there is a Dead Space animated film. There's uh, two. Is there two? Yes, sir. Yeah. Shit, I only have and one. There's titties. There's lots of titties. There's, there's, the one. there's the one where it's uh, prior to the very first one. It's uh, the prequel. And then there's the other one that's the prequel to Dead Space 2, Dude, where it's kind of like. Uh, where, yeah, right. But the second one is kind of more of uh it's CGI and it's kind of like uh what the hell is what was that Matrix cartoon uh Revolutions where it like spawned off into different anime styles? No, that, that was stories. that was that was the uh, Animatrix. Revolutions was one of the sequels. Oh, so yeah, sorry. Okay, Animatrix. But the, but the Animatrix actually is uh canon. Uh, see, why the fuck right. are you so green? What? Who? Who? You and Bob, you and John are so green today. Look at this shit. Yeah, look, we're black. I am rocking the Jaws shirt, baby. 
I'm rocking my uh, Father's Day gift. Halloween yeah. two motherfuckers. I don't Man, know. I like how you have the matching green hat. It's just tripping me out right now with all the green. <laughs> <laughs> it's St. Patty's Day. Fuck it. I'm right. You're a year off. <laughs> year. It's like fucking St. Patty's Day at 420. All there together. we go. I like Woo! it. <laughs> Next on Wake and Bake, though. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, since since oh, we brought that up, why are there why are there not more like anime or animated movie video game tie-ins? Like we had Dead Space, there was um Resident Evils. I mean they got the they're the more CGI, but they're still awesome. Right. Uh there was Mass Effect. There's the uh, recent there's the recent Halo, Mortal Kombat yep. one, Halo. Yep, and K. That's, that's really about it. That's true. Sure oh, wait, there's offshoots. No, they, they did a live action Assassin's Creed short film. Sonic the Hedgehog. Has oh, a- actually, I do have uh, Dante's Inferno. I have that on Blu ray. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a great one. What a fucked up game and movie, dude. <laughs> the movie is great. Did you play the game? No, I never did. When the little unbaptized scythe babies are coming out of the fucking chick's nipples, you're just like, oh, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Bro, that's in like the first 20 minutes of the game. Man. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, we gotta, I gotta get this game. I gotta get this game. <laughs> Bro, when you fight the <laughs> devil at the end, you defeat his big, you defeat his like giant monstrous form, and then he goes to like 13 foot tall. So mind you, you're a six foot tall dude. And this game doesn't hold back. He literally has a giant three-foot donkey dick that literally smacks you in the face as he's fucking fighting you. And it's the most distracting fucking thing in the world. You're just like, oh my God, why? Why? No. Oh, you get dips, dick slapped by the devil. You re- literally do. That's got to be an epic slap, I will say. <laughs> okay, guys. So I think we're ready to transition into the douche of the movie segment. Yes, I think I so. Do. Okay. So I've thought about this, and if mm. anyone picks Howard, well, not Howard, but David Stern, I will disown you. I'm gonna go with the doctor. Oh, doctor! Come on, well, I gotta go with Meg Foster. Well, Daniel Stern. Ooh. Yeah. Huh? I gotta go with Meg Foster. Oh yeah, mm. the boss. That's a, like the yeah, the, corpor- but, the corporation. True, but the doctor played along with it. I can expect it from her. But the, doc- the doctor was more worried about it not spreading than anything else. Yeah, at that point. Uh, I mean, he was basically doing what fucking Wolford Brimley did in The Thing. Well, that, and I felt like he was also a little bit kind of like Ash in Aliens, where like he was just trying to, he was kind of watching it do its thing too a little bit in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, he is a doctor, you know, he wants to learn and know shit. But By the, the way, time. you get Ash. Uh, rest in peace, sir. Ian. Yes, yes. Rest in peace to him. That is right. Lost in what? A couple days ago, I believe it was. Yeah, and uh, Joel Schumacher died. Yeah, today, him. right? Yeah. yeah, he did. Damn, I'm gonna throw in Batman and Robin. I don't want to say. No, no, no. You gotta do Lost Boys again, buddy. Again, I just watched. <laughs> well, that's okay. Second round is always better than first. Yeah, yeah. Speaking Watch the hell of Batman out. and Robin, it's confirmed that Michael Keaton has been cast in the new Flashpoint movie as Batman. Yeah, is that yeah. legit? So, been confirmed? Does that even have a director yet? I don't know. I've seen rumored. I haven't seen confirmed. I've uh, seen. I've seen it today, but I don't two know. Two places that have confirmed sources in the past: 
published the article today. Okay, if one of those is we got this covered.com, no. then don't believe it. No, they're <laughs> legitimate, reputable sites that have covered previous DC news. That I'm all for Michael Keaton reprising the role of old Bruce, dude. Of course, because DC now works with on a, within a multiverse. <laughs> well, yeah, plus the Ezra Miller flash crossed over and met the Grant Gustin flash from the TV series. Yes, yes dude, that was awesome. I did watch that episode. I was very happy they limit, did that baby. shit. Sky's the fucking limit. DC will make a comeback. I'm telling you, once that slander cat drops. When is that calm, dude? Next year. Next year. Oh, I have nice. Sarah hyped for the Snyder Cut. That's how good it is. Because I'll tell you. Because Dark Side is actually in it this yes. time. Because I didn't, I don't know, I did not like Justice League Sarah at all goes, the first I time I saw it. take out that stupid family subplot, and I said, I hope so too, honey. <laughs> yeah, what was, why was that even there? <laughs> it was, Sarah goes, follow me. And I, she, she goes, was that to kind of like show a different perspective? And I think that was to kind of like show like all the damage and stuff that's getting done from like their view, you know, because they tried to tackle like, oh, look what all the damage they're doing. This is a more realistic approach to the superhero film. I get that and everything, but it takes away from the flow of the story so much because we're cutting back into this weird fucking. Well, that's that's Joss Whedon right there. Guarantee that's his hand. And it is. And I don't think that was any part of Snyder's vision. And a lot of the cinematography is just in the color grading is just so off. And you can tell it's not Snyder because I've seen 300 and that shit's too bright. <laughs> Yo, question. Do you think he's going to take out the whole like uh, mustache Superman scene? Yes. Thank God, dude. That was yes, fucking because terrible. That was, that was shot after Justice right. was filming. So yeah, it that's going to be gone. Oh, good. Because it was so bad. Again, we have $30 million to go back through and clean up this film. Uh, I, uh, we're looking at what three hours three four hours something like that three hours i think it was okay three hours and then somebody said something about breaking it up into like a mini series like a like three or four part mini series like 45 minutes like i totally be okay with that uh, i don't yeah. know about that i i'd rather have just the whole just drop it all as one movie yeah drop it drop it like endgame yeah but yeah we'll sit through that especially the modern thing and then you also got to think about yes because uh, because it's going to be on and hbo I, and i think that what's driving this and i i will say this because i talked to mick about this is the success of the hateful eight and with the netflix release in the miniseries form because that was the extended version and that was the you know the quentin tarantino cut so i think that that's what kind of drove this mm. so the longer cuts are able to be broken up and still in, allowed to be enjoyed within the the but do you really do you really need to with the fact that people could just pause and restart it? Say if they want to go grab a bite to eat or just go take a piss or something. I really don't see the need to break it up into smaller segments if you don't have to. But the argument can be made with anything that's done like that way. True. So just I, I guess what whatever fits the, the situation the best. I feel like three, if you're anything over three hours, then definitely cut it into a mini series. But I don't know. Three hours seems to be. That's what I would want for Max for a movie. Anything longer than that, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? Fair enough. Okay. Off our so, DC sidebar. That yeah, was right. a hell of a sidebar. It was. Yeah, it was. That was a big sidebar. <laughs> just to let you guys know, and just to remind you other podcasts out there, hope that we never do one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we know our shit. Anyway, so questions, boys and girls. Favorite mm. kill, Chad's. That's not cranberry sauce by any means. But I really miss our soundboard. I know. Right? Uh, <laughs> that was so that. much fun. You bastard. 
especially, especially now that I've seen Blood Rage and can get the uh, yeah, get, get the that into context. Out. Context, yeah. Uh, my favorite kill, Maximum. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, that's because it's so over the top that he felt the need to throw himself through a panel of glass and right. ripped the fucking hoses off the wall that looked like it had blood in them. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Just to add extra blood, quote unquote, un- effect. Cool. It, was it, was, it was cranberry <laughs> sauce. It was cranberry. <laughs> <laughs> a big amount of cranberry sauce, but it was very orange. Dad, that is cranberry. That is cranberry. Sauce. <laughs> 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 Shit. Oh man. Yeah, you know what? Speaking of that, speaking of cranberry sauce and films, is that if you guys want to see me interview Buddy Cooper, director of film. The mutilator, aka Fall Break. Let me know in the comments. Section. Fall Break. There we go. Why would we not want that? <laughs> Why would we not? Seriously, want you should just tell me, like the old man. Our fucking just, theme song, right? Just listen to our intro, <laughs> and that'll tell him the whole story. Yeah. Like we so, love it so much. Best scene. Wait, what? Well, favorite kill? Mine was that. One. I, I I have to go with De Jesus, dude. That was still the best over yeah. the top one. Yeah, he he is the best one. He's the one that really stands out. Yeah, because it's over the top. Best scene. Uh, can we say third act? We can go with that. Okay. Yeah, third act. But if you want to narrow it down to just one scene, I got to go with the whole lock and load scene. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will say this: if I also had to pick one, it would be the one where we're um, seeing the monsters coming out of the fucking body bag. When right. Oh, okay. down. when they're when they're uh, disposing of it. Yeah. And like the fucking claw comes out, cuts them, fucking throws them back, and it's just like he cuts the face shit and everything else. Yeah, it's cool. Kind of a scary scene, mm. actually. Very abrupt. I'm gonna say uh hand pussy. <laughs> There's some teeth over there, man. Right? Fuck you. What what they call that? Vagina dentata. There we go. <laughs> oh god. Oh man, octopus wall. Uh, uh, (laughs) guys opening scene Uh, i don't even remember it so i can't see no 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 all right best hits hottest girl i will have to say daniel stern's poster (laughs) daniel stern's poster yeah i I gotta go with uh the redhead chick from beverly hills cop she had quite a pair even though you didn't see them I mean, Daniel Stern noticed them, so yeah. What a pair. <laughs> what a pair. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, what a pair of... Uh... <laughs> oh, love it. Yeah, dude, plus, she was... Plus, plus she's a redhead, so win-win. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. yeah. All right. Bobby, you, who did yeah. you say? Yeah. yeah. The redhead? Score. Yeah, I really enjoyed the score. It was really it wasn't yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it not too bad. Uh, best song, nothing that really stands out. Again, there were no songs. No song. <laughs> Favorite character, Peter Weller, six pack. You can't yeah. get six pack, really. It's not in the movie enough. But he's still memorable. He's still. I'm gonna still have to... Favorite character, memorable character. Favorite, ca- favorite. Favorite character doesn't have to be somebody that lives. That's just true. That's true. I know most people would probably think I'm going to choose okay, this no, one here. Okay, best favorite character for Peter Weller only because we actually see him in a position that's other than RoboCop. And he kicks ass and he's a badass. Hence who, still talks, who still talks like RoboCop. <laughs> yep, always. 
He just has even at the cons, he still sounds that way. I'm gonna have to go with Daniel Stern, man. I just I don't know. His character just a little over the top. Just I was sad when he uh he was offed. And I know most people would probably think I would go with Ernie Hudson, who did a good job, but no. Daniel Stern is my dude. His death was the lamest of the whole movie. Yeah. I was really pissed off at that. I'm like, bro, he should have made it. He should like, Yes, he should have. He literally was right there, and they were just like, no, nope, fuck the black guy. I am actually going with Ernie Hudson because he was the only logical motherfucker through the whole thing. Not true. Not true. He broke quarantine and went in and seen Daniel Stern's body. He did. Not and lot. he raged out and broke that puzzle, even though he did the stereotypical black guy thing and broke quarantine and risked his life, which then led death. Just saying. Still my guy. Still my guy. I'll take him. I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> he broke quarantine. He did. Not all of was us it, have was it scary? Yes. 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 All right, then. <laughs> That's all uh, today. Man. Mm, uh, man. Like know, I said, not as much as the I, acting holds up superb. Everything but the creature effects, yes. Like and you yeah. can't argue the story because the, it's worked before. Right. The set and everything looks good. Like it's still That's why I'm so torn. Right. It is. It's a very I, uh catch twenty two kind of movie. Like the acting supports it, but everything else is kind of bleh. That's exactly yeah. how it goes. Hmm. I know it's gonna be interesting when we actually fucking read it. It's gonna be a thinker. But so They're we bad. all we've yeah. all agreed. Yeah, yeah the acting was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I say we've all pretty much said that the whole way. Yeah, cinematography, like Brody said, it's very mediocre. And I don't think a film like this calls for anything like that. Now it, uh, it could be utilized if it's a little bit more artsy. But they didn't go that route. They went vanilla. Now, Deep Star 6, we're going to see something a little bit different. And we're going to see a little bit more veering off to uh, more horror-ish instead of uh, let's pump a movie out for fucking money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this has definitely felt more sci-fi than anything. Yeah. Uh, cinematography, too vanilla for me. I'm going to pass. Yeah, there wasn't too many like shots of like, ooh, ah, uh, no. It was good enough. It had a lot of questionable shots, like when... Uh, when the girl's running through the corridors and it shows like the camera angles from beneath, why were they showing, why are they so set on showing the pipes the water water pipe? with the water running through it? Cause I, I, I always felt like they were going to lead up to that busting and then flooding out. And it never fucking did that. No, yeah. it's never happened. I see. I think you're just spoiled. You were spoiled by the fact of good films that you think that you <laughs> like that to tell a story. And I'm just and saying, then you expect it in other films and then get your heart broken. I'm just kind of wondering why they want the aesthetic choice of going with a clear pipe to show water running through it because when they're underwater. It looks good and for production value to make your <laughs> shitty set look halfway better. Let's use clear pipes. The same fucking reason why we see a VHS player in Dracula 2000. Because if you make any, if you fucking put anything on a turd, let's make make that turd just look a little bit better, a little bit better. Sprinkles of fucking sprinkles, say, put some sprinkles on there. A little bit better. It's got some sprinkles. Uh, got some so the clear pipes, the, the sprinkles on the turd. But I will say the set, some of the sets are nice, but like that was unnecessary. 
At least they kept getting her to uh, take her pants off for every scene she had to get. Exactly. See, yeah, the film fails in other places. It gains enough. Yeah, but she took a shower with her damn underwear on. True. <laughs> I was waiting for that to be brought up. I don't know if that was a full shower. That might have just been a cry shower. Like, she didn't really need to clean. She yeah, just needed to just have, a, have a good sob. Does Corey Haim take a bath with clothes on in Lost Boys? Oh, yeah. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a Wait, did he? <laughs> I, I can't. Nope. 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 No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, onward. Not awkward silence because my laugh's in there. So it's perfect. It's not dead air, I promise. <laughs> anyway. Right. So, promise, gentlemen. Love the, premise. Like the premise. Is dope. Love the premise. Like I said earlier, earlier, you can't argue the premise because we love it. Right. <laughs> premise. Yeah. Just need better execution. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I it's an amalgamation amalgamation of two of our beloved concepts squished in there. It's squished finally together. Oh, also, really I'm gonna give this uh, for the next segment. I am gonna give this a recycle. Really? Yep. Now you know what? I'm gonna give it a rewind. Only because Stern's character. Well, see, I am actually going to go the remake route. I would love to see at least more of the creature itself, possibly a better design. And I want to see them delve into the history of the Leviathan itself. I want to see that story. I want to see where they, they Ooh, came. Ooh, so you can almost have like the beginning be the Russian ship. Yes. Yeah. So have it almost be like the thing. All right. Yeah. I give you see, I agree with Chad. I changed my answer now. I'm going with Chad. That's a fucking cool ass idea. Because that right there would make a fantastic movie. Just that that as a way, it's not trying to top this, but it's right. still in the same vein. And we have yeah. I would rewind this, but I would remake it. So if we see what aspect. happened up to the explosion in that thing. Okay. Sweet Jesus, I like this. Yeah, I like that a lot, dude. And oh, yes, when, more you creature. About it, when you think about it, sinking the ship to get rid of the monster makes no sense because it's adapted to live underwater. Right. It's an aquatic. It's but it can't escape. Well, maybe they were just hoping nobody would actually find it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's that's more or less what they were Because it what, it needed blood in order to survive, and it didn't that's have true. blood, so that's why it died. That's true. But... We're diving too deep into this underwater. Yes, we are. Well, no, no, they said that when they found it on the they found the remains on the old ship. They were like, "Oh, it died because it ran out of blood." Yeah, I got you. I know. But anyways, yeah, I'm gonna go with Chad, dude. Remake it. Yeah, I agree with that too. Make it better, gentlemen. We are out of that rating. Bobby, set two point four. John. I'm going to go with a three. Chadwick. I give it a three as well. He's thinking. He's thinking. He's really thinking. Stop burning it down over there. He's meditating on this. Two and a quarter. Ooh. Two and a quarter. Ooh. Yeah. Fair. 2.8. Which is what? Isn't that what Brody gave it? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Good call, Brody. Yeah. Spot on, DKB. Spot on. Awesome. Okay. So, gentlemen, next week we are covering another sequel. Yes. So, but it's essentially the first film in an apartment building. Yes. uh, And it is just as good. And we do see our favorite character return in a different role. 
uh very mm. to his first one correct yes yes uh and instead of being trapped on a balcony we're trapped in a parking lot in the basement this time and we're gonna ru- we're gonna ram our cars into the fucking door to try to get it out and it's gonna be a fun time okay. uh yes are you talking about sideburns pimp does he come back yes he does yes Name Tony. <laughs> yes <laughs> Also, oh my God. you get to see a baby demon. Ooh. I've never it seen awesome. it. Super stoked, honestly. Yeah. And, and, this is going to be fun. And we see Jailbait Asia Argento. Yes, we do. Oh, she was like 12 years old when she did this. Well, then. <laughs> but we go back to the Italian films with Demons 2 next week. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited as well. This is gonna be We're fun. not going to touch Ogre. What's that? And we're not going to touch Ogre, even though we had a connection to another film that we've done. Yes. Okay. It's a maybe that's a name only. Uh, review type thing. No, you know what? Pass that off to Comics and Kaijus. Make them watch it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You guys can watch that and then follow that up with... No, uh, you know what? Silent Night, Deadly Night. Let's, let's save that for one of our Patreon or whatever things, because ah. if we're going to suffer through that movie, yes. we better be making some cash out of it. <laughs> Fair enough. I like it. I agree with that. <laughs> I can get behind that. I like awesome. Make some money to watch some bad shit. I'll do it all day. <laughs> <laughs> so, gentlemen, anything else in the world of horror? Or any I didn't see much aside from the stuff that we already touched on. Joel Schumacher dying. Uh, We're getting a third movie in the Collector series. Are we really? We're getting we, collected. I think that was announced last year. Oh, well, now it's coming true. They just released some stills today. Oh, okay. Well, this is the first stills from it that we've seen. I then. did yeah. see that they're making a new uh, VHS movie as well. I was just going to say that. I just saw yeah. that. I hate how they put with that. 84? 84. VHS. Reboot, yes, whatever. I literally just saw it here. Yeah, glitches back. Things next VHS movie rewinds back. Oh, it does say ninety four. Okay, you're right. It was ninety four. Oh, also, yeah. Aaron discovered the Gremlins films. Oh yeah, yeah. Which one's her favorite? One uh, she said she doesn't. She can't pick. <laughs> I still think that they're both good for their own reasons. I liked the number. I liked number two when I was a kid more, but number one is obviously my preference now. I've always preferred the first. That's fucking sweet. You guys watch Crawl? Any of you? Crawl? I have not yet. I have. That's a perfect Father's Day. Crawl? Oh, Crawl. Crawl. Oh, I think it said Crawl, that old cheesy 80s sci-fi. produced alligator film. Oh. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Bloody disgusting did a thing on how that's a Father's Day film. I mean... Technically, it could be construed as that. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Also, actually, we could talk about something, you fucks. Nia DaCosta's uh, Candyman trailer. The uh, stop motion fucking creepy ass thing. I didn't watch it. I, I have not seen that yet. So yeah. what it does is it they're using it as a device to tell the Candyman lore in the new thing, in like the new world that she set up. So it's it, you know it's in the vein of Halloween 2018 with the you know what is it uh, 30 years later 40 years later or whatever the fuck it is these days 40 years later, right. uh, but she her version so they they kind of show like in a stop motion creepy fucking way, uh, Candyman story, and that's the trailer, so it's cool and it's definitely uh, something different. It's a cool way to market the film. Check yeah. that shit out. Yeah, you can find that up on Bloody Disgusting YouTube. 
So, and so also I'm going to say Fangoria rest in peace. Uh, you said it earlier about Fangoria. Uh, I don't think there's anything else. Although I saw something about a leaked Scream poster. like, And it was a For stack. Scream 5? Yeah. Did you see that? I did. But I didn't know if it was legit or not. I don't know either because I haven't seen anything else on it other than that little leak there. I could not possibly care any less. Yeah. I I, I did see something that... Um, well, it kind of with this whole cancel culture bullshit, apparently now they're attacking the movie Aliens, which we will be reviewing in the next, like, three weeks, I believe. Yes. But yeah, they're trying to, like, go against that shit now. Why? Because Vasquez was a white woman who was playing a Mexican woman, and it's like, dude, get the fuck over it. She played the role well. Yes. Leave the movie alone. Yeah. And, yeah, this whole fucking cancel culture bullshit is just getting ridiculous. You know, that reminds me, and I've said this to people at work, you know, the life of an SJW activist has got to be fucking miserable as mm-hmm. fuck. Because literally right? all, all they do is protest and bitch about things and make life unhappy for themselves and, and unhappy for everyone else. SJW. Yes. <laughs> but they're like literally angry from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to bed. I know, that's got to suck, dude. Right. <laughs> That's not right. What happened okay, to loving things? What happened to just liking shit? Yeah, right. for face value. And like if these, you don't like these dipshits, like these dipshits tearing down the statues. They tore down a Ulysses S. Grant statue, who fought for the Union. You know, Don said something the other day that it's almost like they're trying to like not to insert politics into this or anything, but it's almost like they're wiping out things to start again, and it's 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 just very uncomfortable to be an American these days. It I just it just kind of worries me because you know who else fucking does that? That's fucking ISIS, dude. Facts. Facts. Who knows? ISIS and Antifa could be working in unison for all we know. Oh, I think they're one and the same. Fair enough. Okay. So if we didn't lose any uh, listeners from that. <laughs> anyway. Okay, um, I'll tell you what. If we lose listeners because we're anti-Antifa, fuck you. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Anti-terrorist organization these days, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Go with that. Anti-violence, that's what I'll say. We're anti-violence. I'm not anti-violence. I'm just anti- Anti-violence with us. Anti-anti-fascists who are secretly fascists. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, guys, next week we have Demons 2. Yes, yes, yes. I think that's on Shutter right now, actually. If I'm It is on Shaken. It's on numerous sources. Also, guys, if you haven't watched... Joe Bob is going through a lot of shit right now because he is in the focus of the cancel culture thing on Twitter. So you guys go support him on Shutter. Watch him as much as you can because the last drive-in is in fact the last drive-in and we don't want it to be cut short. So with that being said, Darcy has re- released a very big statement uh, talking about how she's dealing with the current Joe Bob cancel culture bullshit and also how she's dealing with the bullying that she's getting because people are out there saying that she's ugly and in what fucking world do you live in you piece of shit that girl's stunning and she's smarter than all of us combined about horror so they can go fucking suck a dick uh facebook actually suggested her as a friend to me not actually diana prince no it's a, a fan yeah page. uh but i will say this joe bob did a film that he's actually in called hogzilla this week it is awesome. hilarious. It is a 2007 film and has never released before. So this is actually the premiere. 
and it's garbage, it's trash, and it's funny as hell. Nice. And I will tell you a quote is, how do you know the hog got him? Because he left his pork rinds, and he never leaves anywhere without his pork rinds. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's Hogzilla. And then he teased Ashley Lawrence and Doug Bradley. Boop, boop will be on the next series of films. So I'm going to guess he's going to finish off the season with Hellraiser 1 and 2. Awesome. That'll, that'll be a good show to have. Talk about but ending I thought on a high he note. did that already on Joe Bob's Last Drive-In. I thought he did Hellraiser 1 and 2. So maybe he's doing Hell... No, because Ashley Lawrence wouldn't be in Hellraiser 3. No, she was only in... Hellraiser 1 and 2. No, 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 no. no. She was in one of the other ones. Um, six. Was it six? Deader. Yeah. We know our shit, guys. Look at that. Look at that. Who did? Who directed Demons Two? Is that a Baba film? Is that a Baba? Heck, it is. Okay. Mario Baba, or is that his dad? I think it's his. Probably. I think it's dad. Bay yeah, of- it's the dad, not him, though. Bay of Blood is that Mario Baba? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's him. AKA Switch of the Death Nerve. Ah, there we go. There it is. Yep, that is. Okay, guys. Well, catch us next week. And remember to catch this podcast audio only on dubexcussion.net and, of course, on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Head on over to our T Public store, buy some fucking merch, quit being a pussy, and start looking good. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser, signing off. This is your dark lord of knowledge, Chad Crispin, saying, I'll see you next time, bitches. This is Big John D saying, see you later, Gorehounds. This is your killing machine, Bobby Malone, saying, I'll kill you later. <laughs>